In regards to my experience with law enforcement, yeah, I, I had some negative issues. I had some negative interactions. The, the part about courtesy, professional, and respect uh, wasn't there. I've been stopped a couple times unnecessarily, at least what I thought, had cops speak down to me, uh, unprofessional. And uh, that was one of the reasons why I had a distaste towards police officers because of those couple interactions. Now, am I wrong? Um, I think that's one of the problems I still see today is, you know, you'll have one or two police officers that are not doing what they're supposed to do, and then you paint the whole law enforcement with a, with a broad brush. What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news story? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our reporters right here, right now. The Debrief. Brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Visit our partner site, NBCNewYork.com slash HealthU, to help you on your health journey. Hackensack Meridian Health, life years ahead. For this edition of the Debrief Podcast, we head out to Jamaica, Queens, the neighborhood where the NYPD's chief of detectives, Rodney Harrison, grew up. We talked to him about growing up there and being a teenager who really didn't want to have anything to do with the NYPD and now he's risen to the upper ranks and made big changes in the department. It's a fascinating conversation. Join us. What's up, bro? Sure. What's up, partner? How you been? Good, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hello, everybody. Hello. What's up? How's everybody? Good. 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 I thought it was interesting as you walk here to the 113, uh, you greet the, the, the uniform guys patrol as yeah. a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. chief of patrol. Yeah, yeah, two years. It, it seemed to hit you like, oh, let me go see the detective right, spot. Right, right. I read and heard that you said your favorite time on this job, and it's been 20 plus years, 25 years, was as an undercover guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't be more opposite now in the high profile, yeah. high level yeah. chief of detectives. Talk, tell me about that arc. So I, when I came on the job in 1992, yeah. uh, and the one thing that I always wanted to be was an undercover. Uh, so I applied for it when I had, you know, when I got a probation, and I got picked up by Brooklyn North Narcotics as an undercover. Probably the best experience of my life. Uh, uh, had some great undercovers that were, you know, able to infiltrate a lot of the uh, drug gangs in, in Brooklyn. Uh, worked with some phenomenal investigators that were able to put some cases together. Uh, it was it was a great time, a great experience. Uh, unfortunately, in 1995. Uh, uh, I'm not sure you're well aware that my partner got shot. Um, uh, we were doing a buy and bus operation in the confines of the 7 9 precinct, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I approached a drug dealer. I uh, was unsuccessful, and he uh, started shooting at my partner, started shooting at me. Uh, we were able to apprehend the individual. Uh, my partner um, got rushed to the hospital. Uh, the doctors did a phenomenal job saving him. Um, he's uh, living a great life with his family now. Unfortunately, he's wasn't able to still be a police officer. Uh, but it was, How did that uh, impact you? Yeah, it, it took a toll on me. It, re it really did. Uh, it took a toll on my family. Uh, my wife was like, listen, uh, I know you like this undercover thing, but you can't do it anymore. So at that time, then I Your got... Your wife who had been a police officer? My wife uh, retired as a retired lieutenant, yeah. So uh, she uh, pretty much, listen, you can't do this undercover thing. So I got flipped to an investigator, and uh, that's where the ball started rolling regarding me becoming an investigator. But you never wanted to be a supervisor, per se. I, absolutely not. Uh, I, I, I loved being uh, boots to the ground, uh, solving cases. Because after that, I went to the 7-1 squad. Right. Something, something like similar to this, but in, uh, in Crown Heights. And uh, we did some great investigators. I had some, uh, some unbelievable detectives that showed me how to be an investigator. And uh, I, I learned a lot. So what happened? It just pulls you up? You get pulled up the... You want to do more, you see it, you see 
So there were a couple of friends of mine that were studying for the supervisor's test, the sergeant's test, um, and this was actually back in narcotics. And I kind of put like a, a part-time effort in. I studied for a couple months, and I, I failed. And uh, all of my uh, friends that were studying passed the test. So I said to myself, you know what? That, this will never happen again. So I put about a year and a half in studying for the sergeant's test, and I uh, was in the first group uh, um, after, the, after the list came out. So it was a, pretty much a uh, great accomplishment that, that propelled me in, in my career. Obviously, a lot was made about the history-making aspect of it, African-American. You know, I, I feel I can ask this. There's a weight that comes with that well, especially a department that has had at times uh, uh, conflict with communities of color. Um, how did you process that? How do you process that? You know, believe it or not, it hasn't really hit me that, that hard yet. I think it's something that I'll probably uh, take a look back when I'm done with my career and say, wow, that was pretty... Uh, pretty uh, cool that I was uh, actually the first uh, black chief of detectives. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm here to get the job done. I'm here to support the investigators. Um, uh, I think a lot of work needs to be done. There's some things that I like to kind of change uh, within the bureau that I think could be instrumental, especially in the uh, different communities of color. Um, one of them being the gang database and taking a look at how we're um, putting people in and taking people out. Uh, and, and a couple other issues that, uh, that I, I think that uh, is, is very important to, to the victims of, of some of these crimes. Just making sure we're staying in contact with them, letting them know the status of the investigation. Uh, little, little nuances like that, I think, that we could just take a look at as, as a bureau and uh, get a little bit better at. I read where a lot of community advocates and activists, uh, when you were appointed, had, even they said, even if at times we disagreed with them, we felt he was fair, mm -hmm. we felt he was out there in the community. Mm -hmm. Thorny issues like bail reform must be tough mm -hmm. when you have one hand people saying, look, people of color, perpetrators of color, not necessarily major criminals held to them. On the other hand, law enforcement is pretty clear running risks here. Tough to navigate that for you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think there should be some type of reform, uh, but I think we have to be very careful in regard to uh, how it's being administered. Uh, you know, this whole process came into place and law enforcement wasn't brought to the table to ask our opinion about it. So uh, between bail reform, between the discovery laws and a couple other things, uh, I think they've made our, our our job in keeping the city safe a little bit harder. Uh, but we'll, we'll, once again, we're resilient and we'll figure out a way to uh, continue doing the great work uh, going into the future. What's your biggest challenge, you think, streetwise, crime-wise? Now, we're at reduction levels, but yet some people are starting to get concerned about frayed edges, whether the economic disparity is kind of making people like that, young people. Yeah. What, when you sit with your commanders, so uh, we see a spike in uh, youth and youth robberies, um, especially in Manhattan and in, in Brooklyn. Uh, a little concerning. Uh, I know the raise the age is something that was, was pushed by uh, a lot of people, but we also got to be very careful because some of these uh, young men uh, need some direction and they also need to be held accountable. So uh, we're seeing a lot of violence with the youth and youth robberies and we got to get a stronger hold in regard to how we're going to uh, stop these robberies from happening. Now, is this, you, were these hoops here then? The, these hoops were here. Okay. Uh, I actually went to this school uh, in first grade. Okay. And then after that, the uh, bus, uh, me and my friends out to uh, school out in Bayside, PS 213. But really uh, good to hear children laughter. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, this is... Uh, how are you? Hey. How's everybody doing? Hello, hello, hello. Believe it or not. When I used to play out here, you had a lot of crack vials out here, yeah. you know, a lot of drug dealing went on here, you know, people smoking marijuana. It was really... So this is actually a very, very therapeutic scene that kids can come out here and play and enjoy this atmosphere.
Let me ask you, uh, tell me about the Rodney Harrison that pooped on these courts yeah. and walked and bought things at these stores. Yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. about that Rodney Harrison and his interaction with the NYPD. So I lived here for pretty much uh, half my life. Um, I knew, I knew nothing else besides Rochdale. This is this is all I knew. So it was it was great growing up here. Um, in regards to my experience with law enforcement, um, yeah, I, I had some negative issues. I had some negative interactions. Um, you know, uh, the, the part about courtesy, professional, and respect uh, wasn't there. Uh, I, I've been stopped a couple times unnecessarily, at least what I thought. Um, had cops speak down to me, uh, unprofessional. And uh, that was one of the reasons why I had a distaste towards police officers because of those couple of interactions. Now, am I wrong? Um, I think that's one of the problems that I still see today is, you know, you'll have one or two police officers that are not doing what they're supposed to do, and then you paint the whole law enforcement with a, with a broad brush. So, Chief, when, when some parents say, look, my son, he's out, I'm worried about him, what should I tell him about interactions with police officers? What would you tell the young Rodney Harrison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I have to understand that uh, the police officers have a very, very difficult job. Um, sometimes there's information that may not be uh, so necessarily obvious on the surface. Um, just be uh, patient. Um, uh, be forthcoming if they ask you for your ID, present your ID, and uh, you know just have a little trust in, in, in law enforcement. I think that sometimes there's a lack of trust because of things that spread on social media or the negative interactions, not realizing there's a lot of great work that's being done uh, with the NYPD and the communities that we're here to serve. Exactly. And, uh, and conversely, it sounds like on occasion if you've had to, you've had some conversations with some officers or detectives to maybe sensitize them to some issues as well. I, I think it's, it's, it's important in order for us to do our job and keep the community safe, we have to work together. And uh, if we have to have more dialogue, more communication, be it meetings or one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations, uh, it's important. It's important to work together. Uh, it's important for little Rodney Harrison to know that local cop and uh, what can we do to make sure if there's any issues that we could uh, work together to address them, to address them uh, correctly. So this is, a, this is where I used to uh, think I was a good basketball player back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I, I, st I still stand by that statement. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not running away from it, but uh, these are the places where we play. We play baseball over here. Me and my friends played basketball over here. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty good. Good old days that, uh, you know. And when you were, you would have never, or could you have imagined yourself as chief of detectives in the NYPD? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I had no ambition. I actually went to school for physical education. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to uh, uh, be a gym teacher. That was my ambition. You uh, did not want to be a cop. I, that's the last thing I wanted to be was a cop. So uh, once again, is that that transformation of going through the uh, cadet corps and uh, being able to give back and help, especially uh, especially youth, is something that really. I took advantage of, and that's the reason why I took this journey with the NYPD. You know, when he named you, Commissioner Shea said that you were battle-tested. I think he was speaking largely to your experience on the department, uh -huh. uh, everything you've done in the various commands in every borough. Yeah. In a way, though, this kind of prepared you as well. You didn't know at the time, right? Uh, your life here. Just, just growing up, um, I guess we could call this the inner city. 
uh, you know, just seeing the different things that I've seen. I've lost uh, some very close friends to gun violence. Uh, you know, I did have associates that were on the wrong side of the of the, of the fence doing uh, doing bad things, uh, and kind of opened my eyes. To, you know, when I came in this job, regarding you know, seeing how I grew up, seeing things, certain things that I experienced, and be able to uh, address them uh, when I came into law enforcement. Well, I, I've saved perhaps the most important question for last, and that is the transition to wearing suits, brother. Yeah. And it looked good. How was that for you? Yeah, yeah. Being in a uniform? yeah well, well, you know, I, I love the uniform. It was, it was it's been a sweet. Yeah. Uh, I love the Chief of Patrol. Yeah. Uh, but now I have to step my suit game up. So uh, I already had some nice suits, but now I got to make sure I have a good rotation. Uh, all eyes are on me, so I got to make sure every time I come in to work, good. I, I got to look squared away. So uh, uh, I do get my my suits uh, tailor-made because I got I to gotta, I gotta look the part. <laughs> Chief of Detectives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate this time. <laughs>